like when you have those restrictions in your own country and you can go anywhere mm-hmm. and then you go to another country you're playing there like there's nothing You may know them from the deathcore metal band Distant. Please welcome Nori and Elmer to the podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hi, man. Good day, man. We are doing great, man. <laughs> good to hear, good to hear. So, just to start off, kind of for each of you, you could go one at a time. Uh, what was like your first experience with music or what made you fall in love with music? For the first music, uh, how it all started, I guess I went from Guns N' Roses to Bring Me The Horizon. Mm-hmm. And after that, of course, you had uh, The Spiced Icon and Suicide Silence, that stuff coming up yeah, from the uh, MySpace era. And yeah, man, I can say that's uh, where it all started. All right. For me, for me, my brother introduced me to uh, Rammstein and... Linkin Park when I was like 10 years old. So I listened to heavier and heavier metal over time. And then by the time I was like 17, uh, the deadcore era started. Uh, and that's where I got hooked. And mm-hmm. I'm still there. <laughs> and so you both kind of started with this more like rock metal side of music, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of the popular genres or a lot of the artists who, like, get number one on all these charts are, like, pop, rap. Why, like, do, why do you think metal isn't always looked as such a popular genre of music? Or why do you think some people don't really, aren't attracted to metal music? It has to do with the vocals a lot of the times. So, I think why other people dislike it is because it's it's shouting and it's growling. Um, but a lot of people do respect it, though. If you, if you have if a lot of family members that come to our shows and that they don't particularly like the vocals, but they don't like the and they do appreciate the musicians' skills and. Um, just the general aspect of it being a band uh, performing the music and not just one guy or electronic uh, instrument. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, yeah, so like growing up after your exposure to music, were there any other like dreams or like thoughts of what you might want to do in life other than? music like we hear all the time kids growing up want to be like the athlete the astronaut fireman whatever was there anything you thought of other than music or was it kind of just music from the start yeah (laughs) i guess it's music from the start but along the way uh you hit the bottom line from real life 
<laughs> that you need to work <laughs> to sustain yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what can I say? Uh, at the moment where we are now, I never expected to be uh, to come this far as we are at the moment. And especially with our last album, Eels of Bolivian, uh, it gave us a really uh, sick boost. And now I can say we all have the drive to still continue to make it possible so we can sustain ourselves and every member uh, to pay out of the band. And yeah, in a band it's always harder. Depends on the size of your band, of course. I mean, mm -hmm. unless you're a Metallica or Slipknot, I mean, they made their name. That's insane, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think for everyone still, this is their dream and we're uh, still on the on their way um, to reach that. And if it's possible, yeah, it's possible. But will it happen? You can't say for sure. It mm -hmm. depends on many factors. Yeah. But yeah, it's for real the dream and we want to make it a possibility. And so this dream, this want, this desire to continue it, what kind of level are you reaching for? Are you reaching for that Metallica Slipknot level or just like a level where like you can sustain yourselves purely on the band, you have some following, you can play shows, whatnot? Like what kind of it's, level do you want this to reach? It's, it's a dream to get on the same level as uh, a Slipknot or a Metallica, but I think for us at the moment what we uh, want to approach or get in the same line as uh, Tireless Murder and Lorna Shore are at the moment mm -hmm. that's where we yeah. want to get yeah I agree with Nuri but we do keep stepping up though as we set our uh, goals and limits higher all the time like uh, if in the last years, our goals were uh, a bit bit lower, and uh, that's because you have to uh, be realistic. If you directly start working towards uh, Metallica level, it might be uh, hard to lose sight of the reality. Mm -hmm. And so, for your music, there seems to kind of be like a story behind your it's telling like one continued storyline is that right mm -hmm. yeah so just kind of give us a background as to what that story is yeah so since we uh started working with ellen our vocalist in uh 2007 um we already had the idea of making a story or meaning behind the lyrics but we by the time uh, only the lyrics were written, but the concept behind it was not uh, told yet. So this is uh, from the Tsukiyomi EP, even. And uh, that this, the narrative or the story continued with uh, uh, Terranotopia and now uh, Aeons of Oblivion, but we had not written it down. So when we uh, got into lockdowns in uh, 2020, we had some more time uh, on our hands and we uh, we started writing it. So mainly me and Alan, uh, we, we checked all the lyrics, we brainstormed about what was the idea behind the lyrics and wrote, wrote the whole story uh, that de details it basically. 
Mm-hmm. And so a lot of artists kind of try this story aspect and have it kind of for a story album or like they have a couple songs strung together. How how long do you want this story to be? How many albums or songs do you want this to span across? For now, it's a never-ending story. Like mm-hmm. everything that currently is planned into the future is already incorporated in this story. And that's why basically the whole band pivots around. Uh, as we have so much inspiration still left uh, on this concept. But never say never, we might, we might sometimes, uh, sometime in the future, uh, ditch the idea, but it mm-hmm. doesn't look like it. Yeah. And so you kind of said that you sat down and like thought about the lyrics so that the story could pan out the way you imagined. When you're coming up with new songs, do you usually have the vocals or the lyrics first or the instrumental first kind of how do you kind of like go through the process of making a new song well first we uh it's it's kind of both ways because uh like elmer uh, mentioned they sat uh, down for lyrics and the book and they they created a whole universe and that universe even has like other universes so uh how can i say it you have to see it like um the marvel universe i guess i mean it's it's so big and you can extract it to so uh many uh dimensions as well and because they've uh written that and um even things that you can continue on that you already have like uh, a subject to start with so that that's that makes it a lot of easier but they already thought about it so you could say the lyrics are halfway there uh, then we start writing a song and then when the song is written or like halfway uh, we discuss uh, the atmosphere or the theme around it if it would fit the lyrics mm-hmm. and so for your songs once you start making it and recording everything for the vocals with how much like screaming or loud vocals you do is there any kind of warm-ups or treatments you do to kind of keep your voice intact so that you don't damage it during the recording process I'm the bassist and Nuri is the guitarist. It's not something that we can directly answer ourselves. But, yeah. So like, do you uh, have any experience of, for, for yeah. your vocalist? Any, any experience with Eleanor vocalist? We know that he, he does do uh, warm-ups beforehand, indeed. Yeah, and, and yeah, of course it's important. It's all also before the show, and I guess he also does it before the taking process. Uh, a half hour before, he always drinks some tea mm-hmm. for his throat. And so we have yes. warm up and tea. <laughs> and so, what does a warm up look like for you guys for your parts of the band? Um. Well. We just go for it. If, if there is a warm-up, yeah, you could just, also just, you just, right just We just pick up the instrument and just go for it. Just pick up but, and play. 
during the recording process, uh, we always uh, take a guitar to um, the, how would I say it, we, like we have custom guitars mm-hmm. and a guy uh, built it here around the area in Amsterdam. So we always do a quick checkup and he does some measurements and stuff like that if everything is all right. And if we know the guitar is good to go, we just pick it up, plug it in and start recording. Nice, nice, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and an important thing for shows itself or for, for recordings is just that your hands are, are warm. Sometimes you play in areas or in winter and it's really cold. Then it, you need to have a longer warm, warm-up period to get your fingers ready. Mm-hmm. And um, so, Elmer, you kind of touched on it earlier with like, make sure you have a realistic idea of where you're trying to get and don't immediately shoot for that like top of your industry uh, stardom. What other advice might you give like bands or artists just now starting to make music? Um, yeah, there's, there's so many tips and tricks that, that you could give them, but be, be realistic. That's one thing that's for sure. Uh, try to match your ideas and goals with your fellow musicians uh, in your band. See if you want to get to the same level of the same uh, aspirations and um, yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't lose sight of where where you want to head head to. It it depends on what drive you have because like if you're with five or four people or even six, um, every person like is his own. So everyone has his own ideas, but the the key thing is good communication and to divide tasks i think if you can do that in a proper way uh, you won already the half of the journey all right and so, yeah and go ahead go and, ahead and even I, I said you have to be realistic but you do have to have some have some dreams there like people would have never imagined yeah. Being here right now where we are, and we would have never set this goal beforehand. Like even and discussing when we when we just were a band, we were even laughing about it during a European tour. So that's how far we have grown. And the most important thing, important thing, is also to have fun. Yeah, and that's that goes for everything in life. Just try to have fun with it, enjoy it, enjoy the moment. Yeah, that's the motivation, because it's a long-term project. Mm -hmm. If you don't have fun, you will quit early. And so, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, or anything else, are there any kind of social medias or platforms you try to use to, like, get your music out there and get more exposure? And if so, how do you kind of do that? Oh, you mentioned it already, TikTok. That's, that's the new thing these days. Mm-hmm. It's, it's used by so many people, and especially younger, the younger generation. Uh, and it's a completely different platform like compared to traditional social media. So you need a different approach uh, for it to utilize it. Uh, so we're on there as well, and we're 
doing her best. And uh, I think besides that, it's just the general social media being very active on them. <laughs> and for your music, we kind of touched on it a little before recording, but do you kind of take some inspiration from other artists? And if you do, how do you kind of mix that inspiration and bits and pieces from other artists with like your own original sound or your original music? Like kind of, how, how do you find a balance uh, between the two? So hard on. I think uh, the bands that are our inspiration. I mean, of course, you have the OGs like Chelsea Green, uh, Suicide Silence, stuff like that. Uh, but for us, this, uh, the main part, I guess, is like when we're on tour, we meet bands uh, and we learn from that. We learn from those people, like how to improve yourself as a musician because you get in touch with other people as well um, and you share like your goals your information and i feel like every tour we play we learn something new or when we listen to other bands music we tour with it get it gives us ideas like to to approach a different perspective of writing mm -hmm. and so you said you learn a lot from other people on tour. What are kind of some of the lessons or things you've learned? Um, well, for starters, is to how how to even record music. Um, besides that, um, picking up my guitar skills again because um, I'm really good with Howie from Within Destruction. And he even gives me some uh, lessons from time to time to improve myself as a musician, uh, but also in my songwriting. Because when you're like busy with music or, or learning or writing, uh, at some point you hit a bar and you need someone else for a refreshment, and they can, if they are better than you, uh, you can improve yourself as an. A musician if you're open for it if you know what your limits are and what you are capable of and if you can recognize that other people um, are willing to help you mm -hmm. and then uh, being being on tour what is that kind of experience like for you two or like what's what's it like going on the road and being away from home for an extended period of time uh, it's amazing that you feel like you're really free yeah yeah you're living in a fast lane though because a lot of people think you're just going on a holiday for a week or a month or so but it's definitely not a holiday ah. you're, you're sleeping like two hours a night in a van you're seeing so many new things in one day and you also have to perform uh, besides that yeah. so you feel like if you go away for a week, you feel like you've been away for two years or something. And so whether it's touring, recording, anything else related to your music process or creative process, how has the pandemic or the quarantine kind of affected all that? Um, or where do you see that changing 
your lives the most? Uh, it affected it in a good way, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, since of the lockdowns, when it all started out, uh, we had time on our hands to actually write an album. Uh, and also, Elmer and Ellen uh, came uh, on the idea to write a book. There, so yeah, like we had so much time on our hands, and uh, we had some tours and shows planned for sure. And we were really bummed out. That it was all happening because it's all new. You don't know yeah. what was going on in the world. Uh, it was like a strange period. But when we were actually at home. And we just had a video call, like, yo, guys, what should we do? Uh, how are you guys even doing? Like, how you're holding on and uh, what's going on with life? And then we talked about it and we're like, yeah, you know what we should do? We should invest in time and just go for it. Just write an album. And we're like, yeah, all right, we're going to do that. And because we did it, um, our, it, it really helped out to grow the band to what it is now. Um, because of the internet, mm -hmm. I would say. And so, have you had shows or tours, like, either in the pandemic or afterwards, now that we're hopefully kind of on the back end of it, or that it's coming to a close, or have you still not really had much live opportunity since before the pandemic? Yeah, of course, there's... It's changed a lot and it changed uh, dramatically here. In Europe, all the countries have different regulations, even though they try to have one united uh, European regulation, it's it's not true. Um, so basically everything in the Netherlands got cancelled or postponed. We have some shows that have been postponed now for the five time already. Uh, but. In the summer, we did play some festivals in uh, Eastern Europe where the measurements were a bit less restricted. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, we uh, joined the Never Said Die Tour in November, which is generally a very big uh, European tour. Yeah. Uh, but it got cancelled, uh, while the international edition and because of that, we had the chance to uh, do this uh, pandemic-like bonus uh, edition of an episode either, which was a very great experience for us. And we were able to tour uh, Germany and Switzerland, while we were in the Netherlands, still everything was cancelled. But still, even during that tour, the last three sh shows got cancelled as well because of the uh, infections growing uh, are there. Mm -hmm. So it's very weird times. Yeah. And so with that return to live music, playing live shows again, um, what was kind of that like? Or like, what was the joy behind finally getting back out there and giving your fans a show? That was, was really crazy. Like the first show that we did again was a, a big festival in the Czech Republic. Uh, it was just crazy after almost two years of not playing shows. We, here with the restrictions still in the Netherlands, uh, mm -hmm. 
it, it would take distance and then all of a sudden we were at the festival, everything seems normal, playing for such a big crowd. Yeah. It uh, really, it, really motivated us. It, it motivated us and it was really strange because it was still all new, like getting back to shows. And I know like half the band was already vaccinated and I had my uh, appointment scheduled, but it was, they didn't have earlier time. So I had to do it like when I came back, but it was like really strange. I mean, passing those borders, no mm. one said anything at that time yet. And they were like, all right, we did a test. I'm good. So we should be all right. And then like when you have those restrictions in your own country and you can't go anywhere mm. and then you go to another country, you're playing there like there's nothing like mm. It's like jarring, kind of going from like staying inside, like don't see anyone, and then playing a giant festival with all these people, and then going back home and being like, okay, now I gotta stay at home again. Like it's a really back and forth cycle that's yeah. hard to get used to. And yeah, so, but, but yeah, for us, it showed that there are definitely possibilities still. So even if in the Netherlands everything is locked down, we know that eventually we will get back to that feeling. Yeah. Before that time, we'll just go there. And so, for you two personally, is there a song that the band has made that like is your favorite that you've made, or maybe maybe that's whether you just like the sound of it, or like you have memories recording it, or you're like your part in it. Kind of. Do you, either of you have a favorite song that the band has made? For me, currently, it's Aeons of Oblivion." Uh, it's title track of our of our newest album. Yeah, really, really love it. Really love the collaboration with Adam of Oceano we did on it. Um, but there's so many other tracks that have a, a special feeling or a specific moment uh, of a nice recollection. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, for me personally, it's Uripism because I wrote it when the pandemic started, and I just wrote it on my bed, in my bedroom. And then we actually put it online and you see it has a crazy amount of streams. It's really strange, even playing it live when we did on uh, Never Say Die. It was like, all right, so I wrote this on my bed, in my bedroom. And <laughs> what's happening? I mean, I see a circle. And now bit. people are dancing to it, <laughs> singing along to it. Like, yeah, they're going crazy. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. And so those are all the questions I had for you today. Kind of what do you have coming up, if you can say? Where can people find you online? Instagram, if you have a website like that. Where can people find you? Is it official? Yes. Very active on Instagram and Facebook, so yeah. check that out. Otherwise, distantofficial.com or website. Right. So, distant official on Instagram, distant on Spotify. I'll leave a link to that down below. Thank you two so much for coming on, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, man. Thank you as well, and uh, I would say have a great day. What time is it actually for you? It's about to be 4 p.m. for me here. That's nice. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's yeah. For those who don't know, there's a bit of a bit of a time difference. Of her. What what is yeah. it for you? Four p.m. to what? Ten p.m. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so quite quite the time difference there. So it was a little hard to find the right time of day to record this. But um, thank you guys for coming on, giving me your time today. And uh, yeah, good luck with no everything you have coming in the future. Yeah, man. Have a great day. You too. All right. And uh, stay safe. Yeah. I wanna have it all right now. But sometimes you know.